You're listening to Minions and Musings. I go by Evil Jeff. Welcome to the podcast. Wow, it's been a while since I've done a podcast. Lots of stuff going on at work that I have to take care of. Uh, Some personal things that have gone on. But I got to looking at it and realized that if I don't try to do a podcast and continue to push myself, uh, it's just going to fall by the wayside. So I needed to get in here and do it again. And kind of excited to uh, finally have a quiet time that I can come and record this. Uh, Since last time, I did have a uh, message from Ray Otis. So uh, let me pull that up and play that real quick. Hey, Evil Jeff, this is Ray. I just got chills listening to you open your blue Trapper Keeper. (laughs) That's the best Velcro sound ever. Man, (laughs) I'm so jealous. I want one of those now. I may have to go on eBay and see if I can find an old one that's in good shape. So I listened to that the other morning. Uh, when I realized I had a voicemail and had time before I had to take uh, the youngest minion off to school. And she heard me laughing about it because I just thought it was, it was a great voicemail. I really appreciate that, Ray. So she's asking what I'm laughing about. And I said, well, let me tell you what's going on. You know, did the podcast and went and played your voicemail to her she's like what sound was that velcro sound so i had to pull up my episode and i played it for her and we're driving off at this point and i glance up in the rearview mirror as i as it comes up and she hears the velcro sound and her eyes get wide and she kind of shudders like like a little weird girl there she's like oh can you play that again i'm like what she goes i love that sound (laughs) So, uh, apparently I hit the speed spot right there, Ray. Uh, you and my youngest minion both. <laughs> that's just a, a great sound. And you're right. It was a great sound. So, uh, I've got something just for you. So, if that's uh, good enough for you, Ray, let me know. If it's not, uh, hit me back up. I'll extract the original sound and use that there. But, yeah, you gave me a little something to start throwing into some episodes here and there. Thank you for the uh, the inspiration. And also the other inspiration that you gave me, which is going along with the podcast, uh, which I'm going to talk about, as I said, uh, with uh, Spike Pitt on one of his, calling into his podcast, and also with you, uh, something that I see about 5e, my experience and my thoughts on it. All right, so I should not overuse that sound effect too much, but, you know, it's still fun to do. So I got into uh, 5e um, because I had a gentleman that I know that wanted to uh, play a 5e game. Uh, Some life changes had come about, and he had a lot more time and wanted to get people involved in another game. He's already doing some online games, and I haven't done an online game yet, and I was interested in it. Also, the fact that it was 5e, and I was like, well, that'd be kind of nice to do that, because while I've read the rule set, I hadn't really bought into it. 
the minions had asked me to run it, and I told them no because I'd have to learn that, and I didn't feel comfortable with it. And while I've watched some of the uh, places on YouTube and other places that you know, play 5e, uh, we won't mention them, but I kind of felt that those different games that were out there were a bit skewed on the power user side, but that was just the way I was looking at it. You know, there's some customization that was going on in those things. And I really felt that by playing in this online game, I'd finally get a chance to, you know, see what that was like in this aspect, doing it kind of live, and be a little bit more objective about, here's the rule set, here's how it plays, you know, kind of meshing the two together. So, all right, let's go ahead and do that. So after the guy said, hey, let's get characters together, I was like, all right, well, he wanted to use the uh, website to help people out, and I was like, well, okay, I'll do that, and I immediately realized that I wasn't for information overload. There's so many different choices of what we can do in there. It really, mm-hmm. um, it really just made it kind of kind of tough, and I found myself in the long term of being there of these choices. I was trying to maximize my race and class, you know, have an idea of what I want to play, but then I'm trying to make the most out of it, you know, which I guess any role player would do, but I really would rather more likely, more often what I try to do is I, I'm looking at the role that I have or I've got a concept. I'm like, hey, you know, this would be an interesting thought. Let's try playing something like this. And if I can get the stats to support that, then I'll do it. Now, for this game, online game, uh, for 5e, we could either roll or do uh, a standard distribution or a point buy as we wanted to and everything. And I went with a standard distribution and realized that, you know, we were, like, talking about some stuff and I guess... uh, the game master told me they had like two thieves and a paladin and a bard. And I'm like, oh man, that's that's not a lot there. No, we need some magic using going on here. Let me see what I want to be. So I'm like looking, do I want to be a warlock or a wizard or something like that? And I immediately was like, nah, I don't want to do warlock. I don't want to deal with all that mess there. While wizard's okay, um, it, the sorcerer intrigued me. Now granted, sorcerer and it seemed like a dime a dozen. Everybody's playing a dragonborn sorcerer. That, that seems like that's the, the class that's born for that. And I was like, I don't want to do that. But immediately, as you go in there looking about sorcerers, they're sitting there like, oh yeah, half-elves are great too because you're going to get plus two to your charisma. I'm like, wow, what a way to min-max, guys. Let's go ahead and do that. Which is what I exactly did. <laughs> because then I started coming up with a concept for this half-elf sorcerer. You know, now, if I'm not going to be you know, a dragonborn and have the mark of the dragon, i got to do something else with the other option that's available in there is being a wild mage, which I remember the wild, uh, the wild mage rules or uh, wild magic rules. I guess that was 2E, and we played that a little bit, which was rather fun. But, you know, here I had this, you know, find myself trying to put everything together to make this character... Uh, the most it can be, uh, especially going through and 
uh, looking at the different backgrounds and attributes and everything and trying to pick something that they had listed in the book. And in some ways I felt constrained. While there's so many different permutations that you can have with traits and so forth, in the end, it just seemed like some of them I was like, going, you, you'd have to be a really special person to play it that way. The norm is, you know, people are going to try to keep it easy, uh, keep it safe, keep it from where the, maybe keep it from the DM uh, using your background against you. I'm all for the back, using somebody's background against them, so I expect the GM to do that to me as well. But, you know, with so much information in there, it just, it overloaded me. Um, I ended up going and finding an Excel sheet from someplace, I don't remember where it was, and since it already had all the information in there, I could add things in, uh, and then I was able, because of what the GM had said, we could do a little bit of customization, and I was able to customize it so it fit the background I was trying to do, which he was cool with. That was great, and it didn't have to be a standard one. But you know, without that thought, you're, you feel like you're a little bit locked in to what they present to you. Also realizing that the book gives you everything, but if you're using the website, you're limited to the SRD. And there's not a lot of customization you can do there, so I had to be uh, had to buy a couple of little things for it. I really shouldn't have, but I did. So now that we're into the game and we've had four sessions, um, and I'm not sure if it's the way the game master is presenting it, but the way the game rolls the way it feels to me I feel like I'm playing one of the console RPGs or shooters uh, Destiny Dark Souls Fortnite things like that where you can recover fairly quickly and with the different ways that you know different uh, character classes uh, some different character builds that you can have in there um, when you get into groups like in Destiny different uh, your different aspects, different races. Um, everybody can do something interesting in there. Um, and it really felt like it, it lent itself to that sort of play. You know, while you can customize things, when you really get down to it, uh, people are always going after the biggest, baddest guns. So the only customization that you really see between the different characters many a times is how they like to skin the character the outward appearance, but the, the core of it really was the same. And with the different characters, you, you know, depending on how you have the party, it lends itself to a certain style of play. And I really feel that 5e, uh, depending upon your characters, you're going to uh, play it a certain way. But they all can get out there and, and just be part of it. Um, in many ways, I think it's because of the environment or world that has been created for this, where it's a more magic-rich world. Some of us are used to playing worlds that are a little bit more magic-dull, magic-low, <laughs> uh, non-existent here and there. I mean, depending on what we're doing with our magic or how quickly we recover those things. Playing with two thieves, a paladin, and a bard, this sorcerer 
in some ways feels so OP to the rest of them. They're, we're all the same level. We're using um, milestone leveling, which also feels like the console stuff. You know, I watched my oldest minion uh, play Destiny and everything with his buddies and saw, you know, people would die off and they, they'd come back in and, you know, if they all stayed alive, they all leveled up the same rate. But if one died and came back in and go back and forth, somebody might level up and then somebody else might level up a couple moments later. But they're all sort of within the same level there. And that's really the way it, well, that's the way they're they're playing it right now, which again lends itself to that style. You know, it's fast, it's furious, and it's just my sorcerer feels so overpowered here at an early level. Um, you know, flinging out those cantrips that do major damage, which I'm kind of on the fence about. I like it and I don't like it. As a player, I'm like, I've always got an option. As a GM, I would be making sure I had more monsters to kind of waylay these people. Uh, don't just leave out just two monsters out there. You know, better make them make them tougher and everything. So yeah, I mean, character creation and playing—you know—that's what I've got there. All that being said, I enjoy playing it. Five E has been fun, and while I might not agree with everything in the system in there, what I want to kind of create an you know, make it OSR-like. No, it's not meant to be OSR-like. It's meant to be 5E. It's meant to be kind of played the way that a lot, I think it really is, kind of like the way the consoles are. You know, a little bit more fast and furious, not quite as deadly, but as a GM, I can make it deadly. You add in enough monsters, uh, you can you can hurt some people. You know, and if you play intelligent monsters within a system, you know, you can kill anybody if you really, really wanted to be that sort of GM. Um, you know, hey, there's this fighting going on in the hall. Well, you know, two doors over, do those monsters hear it? Well, they probably should. But do they? It depends on how a GM is playing it. If anything on 5e that I've looked at, just from this small viewpoint I might remove an item or two only to streamline it and it's probably going to be more into the character creation I think and as somebody you know it, we've heard people use the term modular and everything and I, I believe that's a great idea I don't need to use all of the classes I don't need to use all the races I mean, there's all of these races that are being built now that are additional things that you can add in. But that's for the worlds that WotC has created, right? That is, you know, Eberron. That is Ravenica. That is Forgotten Realms. Whatever they have there, you know, they've built those races in there. But the world that I build, if I want to build it that way, can be limited, it's just I have to set player expectations and say this is what we're going to run or not run and make sure some of these things are limited or non-existent 
I don't have to do it. You know, hey, can I run this turtle? Yeah, let's let Joe answer that one, right? <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle person. So, yeah, it, I would remove a few things just to streamline. I think having so many options can overwhelm new people. And what everybody else has been saying, and I think I agree with them, it takes so long to bring a character to the table. Now, once you've been in, I think once you've been in the system and, and, and done it once or twice, I think you can really, if you have a vision of what you want to do, you can make a character, if you're doing standard, uh, yeah, standard stats, the standard... Uh, whatever the heck they call that thing. Uh, if you want to roll, roll. But I think you can go through and do a character in about a 20-minute time frame if you've got the right tools. Whether you're doing it online, like I said, I'd like the Excel sheet. It really fills things in quickly. And I can get the basic outline of a character there and kind of you know, fill, something in, fill some things in and let the GM tell me, hey, yeah, well, let's add this in or not. Yeah, you can have that, don't have that. But, you know, you can, if you use the tools that you have available, I think you can get through it uh, fairly quickly. I think that's all I'm going to say there. Got most of my thoughts out. One other note I had, and eh, on retrospect, it's not really worth it. So I'll just leave it out for now. Appreciate you listening to this podcast. Uh, I'm going to put out some more. Just, uh, Trying to find the time, make sure I make the time to get it out there. And uh, I'll be listening in on your podcast as well. And remember, wherever you go, you keep trucking. I'm staying right where I'm at. Divide